0: You are listening to the recording of a live show. Please do not call or text, as this is a recording, and lines are now closed.
1: A'udhu billahi minash In the name of Allah, the Most Gracious, Ever Merciful. Assalamu alaykum wa rahmatullahi wa Dear listeners, welcome to another episode of the breakfast show here at Voice of Islam. It is Wednesday, the sixth of July. I am here in the studio with myself uh Muhammad utter and uh, brother Khalid bunno in the battle for two mosque how are you doing this morning brother
2: assalamu alaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh may the peace and blessings of allah be upon you alhamdulillah uh, all praise belongs to allah i'm doing fine thank you mm. <laughs> <It's>, uh, <laughs> always
1: a pleasure you know to be presenting with thank such you. a skilled and seasoned oh, presenter No, <laughs> we yeah. learn
2: from we learn from each other <laughs> no no always it's, it's always my pleasure oh thank you jazakallah uh, likewise it's nice to be in here mm. and um you know uh, there's been so many interesting programs on mm. uh, voice of islam and yeah. uh, you know if our listeners and um those who are regular listeners know that the breakfast show runs from monday to friday from 7am to 9am and then there's the um drive time show which also runs during the week from monday to friday from 4pm to 6pm and uh, if i mean there are uh, no doubt uh, many people that are regular listeners and we encourage our uh, regular listeners to please speak to your friends, your family, uh, people that you know, colleagues and so on, and tell them about the voice of Islam. And we always talk about a diverse mm. range of topics. So, mm. um, if you do want us to talk about something different, uh, something that you've not heard about, please let us know. Uh, the number to ring 0208 687 And then we can discuss that topic. Mm. We'll research it. We've got an excellent team of researchers and producers yeah. who will do, you know, a lot of work in preparing uh, that particular topic. So if there's anything on your mind, you want to get anything off your chest, please do give us a ring. Mm. Um, talking about the two topics, today we've got two interesting topics. The first one um, is, uh, we'll start roughly after the uh, the breakfast uh, news segment and the weather. Mm. So we'll talk about the weather, we'll talk about the news, and then we'll start discussing some of the uh, things uh, that are pertinent and that are, you know, Quite important. One of the subjects is uh, topic number one will be uh, parents struggle to keep up with children's career options. So that's, that's, a, mm. you know, it's very important these days because a lot of students and pupils have taken their, you know, or will be taking their GCSEs yeah. or A yeah. level exams, you know, and then they need to mm. know what's going on next. Uh, so it'd be interesting to, you mm. know, hear from a guest yeah. with, regard, with regards to that topic. The second topic, uh, which will lead us up right up to the 9 o'clock news and the end of the show, is entitled Crackdown on Parents for School Absences Due to Holidays. And we'll delve into that topic as mm. well. So, mm. like I said, if you have any questions, comments or feedback, please do give us a ring. You can ring uh, our tech support. Uh, today we have on, with us Mr. Asad. Uh, this show is being produced today by... Mr. Muneeb Mirza. Our researchers are Halima Ahmed, Maria Sheikh, Nawira Khan, Ramin Masood, Marish uh, Duggar, Marachula Ahmed, Nawood Isahar, and Saliha Ahmed. So, see, I wasn't joking when I said we have an extensive Mm. team of researchers. Mm. So, please remember us all in in your prayers, and inshallah, God willing, we'll have a good show and have a quick break. And then after the break, we shall start uh, the program. And like I said, Please do not hesitate
3: to give us a call.
4: Writings of the Promised
3: Messiah, alayhis salam. We have been created for a great purpose, which is the true understanding of God. On that understanding depends our salvation. It delivers us from every impure and doubtful way and leads us to the edge of a pure and clear river. It can be acquired only through divine revelation. When being delivered entirely from our ego, we dive deep with an eager heart into an unattainable being. Our humanness, having appeared in the court of Godhead, returns with some signs and lights from that world. Thus, that which the worldly ones look upon with contempt is the only thing which brings a long-separated one in an instant to his beloved and bestows comfort upon the lovers of the divine. It relieves a person suddenly Of all types of egoistic limitations until that true light descends upon the heart. It is not possible that the heart should be illumined. The imperfection of human reason and the limitations of current knowledge bear witness to the need of revelation. Al sattar the concealer. Al sattar denotes that being who is hidden and concealed. He likes the act of covering up faults and covers the weaknesses and failings of his servants. The Holy Prophet peace and blessings of Allah be upon him said that in the hereafter, sheltering man with his mercy, God will ask man if he did such and such deed. Man will confess that yes, he did. God will say, I covered your fault on that day and I cover your fault again. Such is the nature of the loving God who forgives and covers. However, this certainly does not signify that people should become uncontrolled and have no notion of right and wrong since forgiveness is assured. God covers up a believer in countless covers. However, each time a believer commits a sin, a cover is torn until there remains no cover. Thus, each believer should always strive to be the one who repents as through repentance Allah restores the covers. God likes modesty and He likes to protect His servants from any potential embarrassment. But when and if a man reaches a stage where he is brazen and does not benefit from God's covering of faults, He is then humiliated. God does not protect the shame of those who are incorrigible and their most concealed and hidden sins are also revealed. Thus, the holy prophet peace and blessings of Allah be upon him taught us to continuously seek God's protection through the following prayer. O Allah, cover my nakedness and alter my fears into peace. O Allah, Protect me from the dangers that are ahead of me and those that are behind me and those that are to my right and those that are to my left and those that are above me. I come into the refuge of your greatness from the dangers that may seize me from underneath. The promised Messiah, peace be upon him, relates that we should reflect these high morals of Allah and inculcate them within our community. We should live in modesty and cover the faults of our women and brothers. Allah has promised to those who cover the faults of other Muslims that He will cover their faults on the day of judgment. Related in a hadith, it is said a believer who sees the failings of his brother but covers them will be granted entrance to paradise by Allah. God enjoins to live with love and affection. When people's secrets are disclosed, enmity increases. Furthermore, when we expose the faults of others, we spread sin and immodesty in society. In a situation where a person's failings are discovered while the person has repented for their sins and altered their ways, by publicizing their faults, not only do we expose their faults, but we indulge in backbiting. This refrains one from taqwa as well. Thus, in order to save the society from disorder and oneself from hell, Covering the faults of others is essential. The Holy Quran says, those who love that immorality should spread among believers will have a painful punishment in this world and the hereafter. And Allah knows and you know not. People of our community should pray for a brother when they notice any failing in him. It is certainly not the teaching of the Holy Quran to notice a failing and spread it as it is a sin. May Allah enable us to put His teaching in practice and thus always partake in a measure of God's trait of being Sattar.
4: listening to the Voice of Islam radio, broadcasting on DAB and via the internet 24 hours a day.
2: Bismillah Rahmanir rahim in the name of Allah, the most gracious, ever merciful. Welcome to this Wednesday's edition of The Breakfast Show, being broadcast live here from the mosque here in South London, um, for the Betel-Futu complex, the House of Victories. The time now is approaching 7.15am, you are uh, listening to The Breakfast Show, like I said, and the uh, presenters today are Mr. Mohammed Atar and myself, Khalid Banu. So we should start talking about the weather. It, is, it was a really beautiful day yesterday. Uh, uh, Atar, do you see it yesterday? You get a chance to enjoy some of the weather yesterday?
1: No, I, I was just swamped in, in, in the office. office I, yeah, office. Okay. it was quite um,
2: a busy day yesterday. Um, may Allah bless you. and uh, All the hard workers uh, and all the office staff and all the people uh, involved in, uh, you know, making the community mm. run <laughs> um i <laughs> um. so mean so let's talk about the weather so like i was saying um it was really nice and warm yesterday but mm. today uh, it's will be a bit cloudy in the northwest with some occasional rain at times and especially uh northwest Scot- uh, Scotland where some persistent rain is expected this morning elsewhere will be mostly dry with and fine with warm sunny spells and the best of the sunshine will be in the south and in the north, it will be windy. Tonight, uh, the weather will be variable, and there will be often large amounts of cloud. With the best of any clear skies in the south and the east, there will be some patchy light rain, possible uh, in some places. And it will remain mild, especially in the south. Uh, the outlook for tomorrow, Thursday, the seventh um, of July, there will be some patchy rain for the far north and north uh, west. Elsewhere, it will be dry with good sunny spells developing. Uh, away from cloudier northern and, north and, and uh, western coast by the afternoon, and it'll be feeling very warm in the sunshine. So, the outlook for Friday to Sunday will be often uh, cloudy and um, rather cool in the northwest with rain at times, and most likely across northwest Scotland. And it'll be dry and warm elsewhere with variable cloud and sunny periods. So, that's the weather forecast. Uh, the five-day weather forecast up till Sunday, the tenth of July. Uh, turning to the papers, uh, according to the uh, you know some of the may all, all the major papers, all the papers are uh, on have one particular topic, and that is um, they're talking about the resignation or um, the resignation of. Rishi Sunak and uh Sajid Javid and um the Times headlines with uh, Johnson on the brink so the story is here that um because of these two uh key posts that have been uh, vacated now um uh, Boris Johnson looks like he won't be remaining in power much longer so that is what the feeling is in general um and the prime minister you know he again has had a sort of another blow to his to his uh, authority and to his leadership, uh, as the Chancellor and the Health Secretary quit. And again, like I said, uh, a lot of the papers are leading with that story. And one of the papers is ask, you know, saying, asking the question, do you think you know, he will remain? Uh, in the Daily Telegraph, it leads with a, a title, Johnson hanging by a thread as Sunak and Javed walk out. So, the tele- Telegraph, uh, again, is talking about the story of how the Prime Minister uh, is scrambling to you know, fix uh, his cabinet after a wave of resignations, but insists he will carry on as leader. Um, in the Financial Times, again, it says that Boris Johnson is on the brink uh, of leaving as ministers quit. Of course, we all know that he's not in a rush to, to leave. Uh, again uh, oh, going with the Guardian again it says re- reads the same the same sort of wording it's Prime Minister on the brink after Javed and Sunak quit uh, Metro uh, again we have the same thing going, going, going so they're just talking about all the you know secretaries uh, that have departed uh, in the i-newspaper the title is entitled mm. Endgame Again, they use the no. same word as, wording. They say Boris Johnson on the brink. Hmm. So you know, the thing is, the the you know, like we were discussing before on offline. You know, yeah, there's so many things that f- have happened, and he's managed to stay hmm. stay on all this time. Hmm. And I think, it, you no, know, lots of newspapers, you know, this sens- sensationalize sensationalize. The you know things that happen just to you know, make it sound dramatic, yeah. Um, but this is quite an important. they are two quite important key posts. He's already filled uh, mm. the chancellor post with the. Uh, yeah, he's Daou. filled the other
1: one as well. I just can't remember what. Okay. The name is, but you know, um, mm. there was a thing I was wondering that, mm. um, so he was the, um, he was the education secretary before, right? Right. So how does he go from being the education secretary? To being suddenly being qualifying to be the chancellor, exchequer, chancellor of the exchequer, overnight. How? Mm. Then they're, they're two completely different posts. Yeah,
2: that's the thing. I think they right. They,
1: what like? What's the qualification? What's the grounds of this?
2: That's exactly what a lot of people have been asking. You know, you can't just
1: shuffle people around well, because because <laughs> you know yeah. you're the the person who was supposed to be doing mm-hmm. the job.
2: Mm-hmm. Well, that's left. The, yeah, well, that's the thing. You know, they they. This happens, you know, in politics all the time. That mm. like, you know, people are shuffled left right? and right, and no,
1: I mean, but it mm. should be the best person for the job, right? Yeah, well. It shouldn't just be like because you have no one else. And mm. in 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 mm. in running the government, mm. you shouldn't have to choose uh, between, you know, the just like just mm. randomly, right? Like willy nilly, basically. Yeah.
2: The, yes, that's right. No, you totally totally correct. Mm. The, the thing is, I um, uh, what i would like to see is now is well not uh, i would like to see but i'd like to, i would be interesting to see who yeah. will be his, I'm, I'm not, I'm his not, replacement yeah. in education i'm not questioning yeah. that
1: um you know that whether he's competent or not yes. to do the job mm. i'm just saying that like you know what are the grounds of qualifications mm. like going from the uh, education secretary yes. to the chancellor Exchequer, chancellor of the Exchequer, is 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 the different jobs
2: yes yes they well, require different things mm-hmm. i think the thing is um because obviously he's been uh, in power for quite a while mm. now about so He knows he's all the background of uh, yeah. his uh his staff. And um you know, the 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 um they think they, 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 they I mean he choose. I think he thinks he's the best person for the job. I think also you're right that you know it's 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 in out of desperation because there's yeah. not many other people that are qualified. Hmm. But the other question that, that that comes to mind is that you know, if he does go, Boris Johnson, yeah, from you know, and, and leaves uh, his post as prime minister, so who's going to replace him? You know, yeah, um, that that's an interesting question as well because you now there was talk in it's, the it's past.
1: Steve Steve Barclay has become the new health secretary, right?
2: Yeah. Did you say you have for the? Education.
1: Uh, for the education mm. it is Well the thing
2: is that's the thing. The the one of the questions that people a lot of people are asking that if Boris Justin does go, mm. um, realistically I, I, I think, you know, my personal opinion is that it'll be a matter of time before he, he vacates that post. Uh, not too long. Yeah. I don't think we too long. But no. Michelle but,
1: Michelle Donelan,
2: Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's okay. So we'll see we'll see how that, that you know that that carries on but mm. like I was saying to you you know it's like I wonder who, who who's who's fit enough you know yeah to f- fit that post once he goes so that's that'll be interesting to see mm. what happens there because you know it's it's a big big role to fill and uh mm.
1: she was the university's minister in right. 2020
2: oh, very good yeah well that's well that's good Hmm. Um yeah, I mean it it's 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 uh interesting to see how things pan out. But um, you know, there's been a, a catalogue of uh you know catalogue of, of of resignations, but hmm. like I was saying, you know, again it begs the question who who who's gonna be fit enough to, to replace him, you know? Yeah. Um there's been talk of like different people some people are saying might be Jeremy Hunt, you hmm. know, who was previously. In yeah, there's lot. There's Liz Truss. Hmm. You know, she's uh, the like foreign secretary. Yeah, no, uh, there's 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 a not many people, to be honest with you, that could fulfill fill hmm. that role. Hmm. Uh, unless
1: unless a new government. Maybe come into well, power. Well, that's it.
2: That's it. You know. You, you know,
1: they were um, discussing this morning on the LBC whether mm. you know um, the Liberal Democrats would be open to even a coalition with Labour. Labour. Okay. Yeah, and you know they were speaking to one of the one of the um, local um, ministers, mm. one of the local candidates, I believe. Um, I can't remember which uh, constituency, but um, mm. he was saying that. Um, you know, they just they they what their goal is to just get rid of as many uh, Tory MPs as they can, mm. and they will deliver on that. I mean, if mm. that's what the goal of from from what I uh, understood and from what I hear from that is that if the goal has become of other parties to get rid of this very party, I mean, like you, you can you can like a a person mm. who's looking from the outside of the window can really imagine the state of our country right now and they can just see that you know it's just like the state of our country is not not mm. not the best
2: mm. <laughs> clearly well yeah i mean talking about things that uh, you know are going wrong mm. you know the unfortunately there was another um shooting yeah in, yeah. in america you know mm. and, and and you know it, it, it just this, yeah, the question has to be asked: How many times? Mm. How many people have to? How die? many people
1: have to die before they realise yeah, that they, uh, mm. they need proper gun control and proper gun laws, and just they should just mm. like they and they need to, you know, um, rethink their constitution. Uh, yeah, I right. Think so yes, and just amend it.
2: That's right. That's right. Because mm. there's, uh, there's so many um, shootings happen, and it happens like on a daily basis. You know. Yeah. And. uh you know like we were discussing you know we discussed this topic many a time mm. on on the breakfast show on the voice of islam uh, about guns and gun control and and the thing is uh you know the 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 you know if you if you keep producing weapons right if you keep producing guns i'm not just about you know, weapons as in guns there's also things like tanks military aircraft mm. and so on right and all other sort of types of arms and things what, what do you think is likely to happen you know yeah. you look at look at this analogy if if you have mm. a company producing lots of phones mm. and people buy them yeah. right yeah. Are you going to say to me that people are not going to use their phones mm. it's the same with the guns you know yeah. whatever it is the, the more that things are produced people are you know it's a culture of consumerism in the world right mm. people just buy stuff use stuff yeah, and uh, whether it be food, clothes, hmm. you know, even like you, you know, we were discussing, you know, weapons. Yeah, <clears throat> so people going to Walmart and other stores, hmm. buy the groceries, get some milk, and then let's buy some guns and bullets to go with it. You know, hmm. it's unfortunate. Is 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 I mean, I'm not trying to downplay the seriousness of the situation, but it's it's not. I don't think it's been looked at hard enough. And we know from past history, hmm. like in in. Um, <clears throat> New Zealand, yeah. how, with immediate effect, hmm. you know the the government stepped up. The, uh, you know, just in the Arden, hmm. she just stepped up straight away, and she took the necessary measures to protect her citizens of the country, hmm. and not and not just uh, you know people indigenous to to New Zealand. No, it was everyone that lives there, and you know, ir, you know, it you know, doesn't matter what their background is, but it's 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 a uh, it's sad, and you know what the th- the other thing is is that it seems becoming more and more commonplace. You know hmm. these shootings. That's that's and it's just a scary. You know, honestly, um looking at it from the ins- from the outside, you know, I, I don't think America is a place I would like to visit. If yeah, <laughs> that many. Sh- honestly, that many oh, shootings are and, and the amount of times that there's uh, um not again not not pointing fingers on anyone, but the amount of times. Uh, amount of times mm. we you have, you have law enforcement officers, yeah, uh, who have have guns. You know, even like security guards in in a shopping mall have guns. Mm. You know, every everywhere guns are so freely, you know, yeah, available. And that's yeah, that's yeah. the thing. So if you get people, see, there needs to be proper guidance mm. and proper uh, verification done of the people who buy guns. Mm. You know. There has to be a proper proper checks. Yeah, uh, you know when you, you proper background checks. Uh, yeah, because mm. we know as uh, in one case recently, mm. and it's not just recently. So often, people who sometimes purchase these are not the most uh, you know people, you no know, reasonable people, people that mentally are, sane, right? Exactly, that's the term yeah. I was going to use. So <clears throat> mm. that's yes, I was reading one from one on the uh, from the Guardian actually. Um, one of the headlines is talking about how US Hmm. mass shootings are getting deadlier and more common, right? So the last five years I've seen more mass shootings than any other comparable time span dating back to 1966 Hmm. with 31 massacres from 2017 through to 2021, Hmm. compared with 24 from 2012 through to 2016. Hmm. Um... You know, it's it's sad because this this thing happens so often. You know, um, on the morning of the fourth of July, President Joe Biden, Biden held the day as one to celebrate the goodness of our nation. So we know yeah. the fourth of July is Independence yeah. Day for the United States. Less than an hour after his tweet, a gunman was on the rooftop, opened fire into a crowd of, of spectators who had gathered to enjoy hmm. the Fourth of July parade. Yeah. Right, in in you know, Chicago mm. so I mean what, could, what is going through the yeah, mind of people like yeah. this you
1: know no, you know the thing is so it's like the i don't know which amendment is of their of their rights you know the second or i don't know the which second, one second, second right, the right to bear to arms yeah. Yes, yeah instead of that it should be the right to life mm. right <laughs> people are dying yes because of this yes and they just don't realize yeah I don't, I don't know
0: what's you going know, on. To put it into
2: perspective, mm. right? They're saying um, mass shootings account for just a fraction of the daily toll of firearm deaths in the US mm. where about 124 people die every day in other ga- acts of gun violence. Mm. I mean, it's, it's really sad. Yeah, yeah. You know, this is what I'm saying. Generally, wh- One
1: in how many? 124
2: uh, every day.
1: One in 124
2: every day. No, no. 124 people 124
1: died. people die every day just from mass shootings
2: from gun related violence wow you know mm. it's, 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 a, it's it's I mean ni-
1: knife crime is prevalent in our country as well but you know it's just it's not at that scale it's not exactly. possible yeah. to be at that scale see because we're yeah. like we get it knives are accessible but it's just it's just not the same mm. right but obviously you know like no like Obviously, no type of murder is right. But mm. when there's so much of it happening because of just one thing, you need to realize that mm. that is the outlier. Mm. And it doesn't matter that, you know, if it's in your constitution for the right for you to bear arms for like, you know, security or whatever, mm. peace. But, you know, because of that, because it's so accessible, mm. so many innocent people are dying. Yeah. And something needs to be done about it.
2: Uh, just going to this website. We were mm. talking about this website the other time uh, yeah. on, on, on a few different programs mm. in the uh, on the Voice of Islam mm. and, like in particular, on the breakfast show. Mm. So there's this website called gunviolencearchive.org. dot yeah. org. Now, if you look at the fourth, this is terrible. Fourth mm. of July, there were one, two, oh, 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 in one day there was mm. like eleven, eleven people. Killed, right? Uh, Those injured amounts nearly fifty people. Mm. You know, you go to the day before the third of July. uh, You have uh, again, again, nearly fifty people who had been injured Mm. in gun violence related crime. So it's 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 like you were saying. You know, it's time that the 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 constitution needs to be looked at. And and the thing is. I'm sorry I think it's uh some parts of it are outdated. Definitely. You know? Definitely. You know when these days when you're talking about the rights of of so many different people you know the the basic right hmm. to human life is important as well. People of course have got upset with the um discussion about the you know uh, abortion laws yeah. and everything. Yeah. But we have to we have to I think obviously that that's, that's a big topic uh you know which has been discussed already but you know like you said, the person's right to life is, this life is so precious, you know? Mm. You know, it's just definitely, you know, working in my background in uh, in social care, you see how life, you know, just, just trickles away from people, you know? Mm. Uh, in the hospital where I work, it, it, it's it's crazy, you know, you see people, and, and a lot of people, all they want is, a, you know, more time, you know, more time to mm. be here. Yeah,
1: you know, just to slightly just tap, t- mm. touch upon the ab- abortion, um, yeah, thing as well mm. that um, you know sometimes there's there's not really any other choice or you know the mother's health might be in danger or you know it might be an extreme case where mm. the woman has had you know like uh, been forced yes, or you know maybe right. a rape case yes, yes, yes. and in those situations and like if they have to you know travel out of state like six seven hours just mm. to get the abortion done mm. in some other place yeah. or you know this will this can lead to more um underground like black market abortions which are completely not safe not legal Mm. you know there's there's a lot of there's a lot of loopholes a lot of um problems Mm. with this that needs to be addressed as well and you know that's why um a lot of people are saying as well that america's just they're just going backwards Mm.
2: well that's the thing Mm. this is what we are
1: progressing they're just going backwards well
2: that's it and i think it's it's it's, it's, if you look at the world as it is it's, Mm. it's it's you know something that uh, is unprecedented, and a lot of things that have been increasing. Okay, I mean, there have been in the past increases mm. in in, in uh, taxes and mm. so on. Mm. Uh, the cost of fuel has gone up, but the way yeah. it is now yeah. is is really exaggerated. Mm. Is it sort of so we,
1: we 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 talk about human rights, right? Mm. And who are they decided by yes. they are decided by other fellow humans right and other fellow humans have come to this conclusion mm. that you will be prosecuted if you have an abortion under any circumstances mm. in certain states but like how how they they themselves being mm. the same species why do they have superiority over us mm. to decide for our,
2: for us what our lives should be well that's the thing you see you can see what decides what what a mm. lot of the decisions are made on yeah. it's on finances on money mm. it's on the 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 gaining of wealth and then trying yeah. to get one over trying to keep up with the joneses that mm. sort of mentality mm. It's unfortunately i think you know society and consumerism is 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 now sort of
1: not no, but t- but t- it, t- but, it, but it comes back to um Sorry to just cut you off know, yes. comes back to religion as well as mm. they want to, I love the, like you yeah. know like Texas and yes. they they're quite like you know strong um christian uh, christian states yes yes and in, in their religion like you know abortion is not allowed yes but um you know islam being you know the 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 perfect religion it it, mm. it doesn't it's not that it just does obviously, you know, we uh, it states that you know you should highly regard human life, but that's in certain right. cases, mm, yes. such as the ones that I spoke about, mm. Islam d- does allow mm. for for this, you know, and that's right. that's, that's how it should be, mm. right? Yes, but you shouldn't. You, no, I completely understand that you shouldn't, you know, just uh just for the sake of it, mm. just um um because you you got you you know you you get pregnant just for the just just randomly, and then just because you, you think you're not ready or uh, you should have just been more careful in the first place, mm. but like if you think you're not ready, you should just you know disregard human life mm. just like that but um well, yeah it's, 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 a, it's a long that's a long debate as well it well,
2: definitely yeah um so this is the place for for any questions, comments uh, any feedback you have, any interesting topics you'd like us to discuss, dear mm. ladies and gentlemen, uh, dear listeners. Um, the number to ring is 0208-687-7878 You can also tweet us at Voice of Islam UK uh, We shall be taking a short break When we come back from our break We shall be discussing our first topic of the day Please uh,
4: keep tuning in and uh, join us after this short break Writings of the Promised Messiah salam.
5: On one occasion I saw Baba Nanak in a dream In which he declared himself a Muslim I also saw a Hindu drinking from his fountain and I said to the Hindu, The water of this fountain is not clear, drink from our fountain. This was thirty years ago, and I related my dream to several Hindus, and I was certain that confirmation of this would become available in due course. Accordingly, after some years, this dream was fulfilled very clearly. Three hundred years after the death of Baba Nanak, we found access to his robe, which proves clearly that he was a Muslim. This robe, which is a kind of outer covering, is preserved with great reverence as a relic at Dera Baba Nanak, District Gudaspur, in the custody of his descendants. It should be remembered that I have seen Baba Nanak in my visions twice and that he confessed that he had obtained illumination from the same light of Islam. I consider uttering of nonsense and falsehood like devouring carrion. I affirm only that which I have seen. That is why I hold Baba Nanak in honour, for I know that he drank from the same fountain from which we drink, and God knows that I talk out of the knowledge that he has bestowed upon me.
6: Simplified answers to frequently asked questions. How is Islam a universal religion? Since the creation of mankind, God has been sending his guidance to mankind through his prophets who conveyed his messages to their own people in every land and at every period of time. These messages were meant to be followed only by the people to whom they were sent and only for certain periods of time. There was no need to preserve these teachings because people were developing and they needed new guidance to match their new state. As mankind progressed mentally and intellectually, God sent to them the guidance that was corresponding to their needs. When mankind reached the ultimate level of intellect, the ultimate and perfect teachings were required to meet their needs. At the same time, the means of communication between people on earth became easy and there was no need to send different teachings to different people one message was sufficient to convey the perfect and final teaching from god to mankind for all times to follow these were the teachings of islam that were contained in the holy quran which was revealed to the seal of the Prophets muhammad since it was founded in
7: 1889 the amdi muslim community has always promoted education amongst its members. With the grace of Allah, the very first Muslim Nobel laureate was an Ahmadi Muslim, Professor Dr. Abdul Salam, an eminent physicist who won the Nobel Prize for Physics in 1979. Throughout his life, Professor Salam spoke of how Islam and the Holy Quran in particular was the inspiration. And guiding light behind his work. In fact, he used to say that there were around 750 verses in the Holy Quran directly related to science and which enhanced our understanding of nature and the universe. Furthermore, the third caliph of our community desired for a new dawn of great Muslim scientists and Academics to emerge, and so within our community, he started a tradition of awarding gold medals for academic excellence. Each year, hundreds of Ahmadi Muslim boys and girls uh, are awarded gold medals. Certainly, we believe that access to education is key to breaking the cycle of poverty that has plagued economically weak uh, countries for generations. We learn this from the Holy Prophet of Islam, peace and blessing of Allah be upon him, who urged Muslims to fund the education of vulnerable members of society, such as orphans. He taught that spiritual advancement was intrinsically linked to serving humanity. And so a Muslim... Could not attain the love of God Almighty just through worship and prayer. Rather, the love of God Almighty required Muslims to serve humanity. Three ahadith that prove that a prophet can still come
0: after the Holy Prophet Muhammad. Ahmadi Muslims hold the belief that the Holy Prophet Muhammad is the al Nabiyeen, the seal of the prophets. The Prophet Muhammad said, there is no prophet after me and we as ahmadi muslims fully accept this hadith we also believe that no law-bearing prophet can come after the holy prophet muhammad sallallahu however it is possible for a follower prophet one who follows the prophet sallallahu and is from among his ummah to attain the status of prophethood as a subordinate here are three hadith that support this view one The Holy Prophet Muhammad when speaking of the Messiah of the latter days, referred to him as Nabiullah Isa, the Prophet of Allah Isa. He repeated this four times, the Prophet of Allah Isa, making it very clear that the person who was to appear in the latter days to reform the Muslims would be a prophet. 2. When the son of the Holy Prophet Muhammad Ibrahim, passed away, the Holy Prophet ﷺ said, if he had lived, he would have become a prophet. Now it's worth noting that the verse of the Holy Qur'an in which the Holy Prophet Muhammad ﷺ is called Khātimun Seal of the Prophets, was revealed before the death of Ibrahim. The Holy Prophet ﷺ could have said, if Ibrahim had lived, he could never become a prophet because I am the Seal of the Prophets. However, the fact that he did not say this and he said that he would become a prophet if he had lived shows that the Prophet ﷺ interpreted the seal of prophethood to mean that a follower prophet can indeed appear after him. And this is also the Ahmadiyya view. 3. In another hadith, the Holy Prophet Muhammad ﷺ speaks about the establishment of khilafah in Islam. He says that after his prophethood khilafa will be established On the precepts of prophethood Which will then be raised after some time This will be followed by Despotic rule Which will then be raised After this will come Tyrannical rule Which will also be raised after some time And finally The Holy Prophet Muhammad ﷺ says Khilafah, khilafah on the precepts of prophethood will be established. Now this makes it very clear that Khilafah can only be established after the advent of a Prophet. And this is what all Muslims believe. They believe that when Jesus, the Messiah, will return, after him, Khilafah will be re-established. However, we as Ahmadi Muslims believe that Allah has already sent that person he has already appointed a person from among the Ummah of the Prophet Muhammad, a follower of the Prophet Muhammad. He has raised him as a prophet, and after him, khilafa was established. That person is Hazrat Mirza Ghulam Ahmad of Qadian, may peace be upon him, after whom khilafat was re established.
2: Allah.
4: Listening to the Voice of Islam Radio. Broadcasting on DAB and via the Internet 24 hours a day. A new station, The Voice of Islam, with live discussions, religion, and culture. Understand the true teachings of Islam with the Voice of Islam. Many questions and concerns have been raised concerning the doctrines of Islam. Most have incorrectly interpreted Islam as endorsing violence and terrorism. The Ahmadiyya community has always demonstrated the spirit of tolerance, goodwill and true brotherhood. It advocates peace, love and understanding among followers of different faiths. It firmly believes in and acts upon Quranic teachings. It strongly rejects violence and terrorism in any form and for any reason. The movement offers a clear presentation of Islamic wisdom, philosophy, morals and spirituality as derived from the Holy Quran and the practice of the Holy Prophet of Islam, Muhammad. Peace and blessings of Allah be on him. listening to the voice of islam radio broadcasting on dab and via the internet
2: 24 hours a day in the name of allah the most gracious ever merciful uh may the peace and blessings of allah be upon you dear listeners welcome back to this wednesday's edition of the breakfast show here uh at the voice of islam so we're discussing our first topic this morning which is about parents struggle to keep up with children's career options. Now, what is this all about? So, um, research has found that more than two-thirds of parents um, of 11 to 18-year-olds in England are lost in a job fog, feeling overwhelmed as their children express interest in careers they know nothing about. Now, the situation isn't helped by the uh, the number of uh, new career and education options available to young people. More than 75% of parents felt that um, giving relevant career advice to their children was almost impossible in such a fast-changing jobs market. And Michelle Ria from Talking Futures, which carried out the survey of more than 2,000 parents of secondary school pupils in England, uh, said parents were actually concerned that their lack of knowledge could hinder career conversations. I mean, what's your opinion about that? I
1: mean, uh, my take on this mm. personally is uh, that, you know, it is the parents' um, duty mm. to, you know, make sure that the children are being properly educated mm. as well as, obviously, you know, the teachers and the staff at school. Mm. As if, if they are doing their job, but they can only do so much, mm. right? They're not with the kids 24-7, and they're getting paid to do this job. As a parent, you have a responsibility to your child mm. to make sure they get a proper education. If the school is failing them, that's understandable. But parents should not fail their children.
2: Exactly, a hundred percent. And I think, um, if 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 you are a parent, mm. right, mm. you you have so much. Duty, your duty bound to look after your child. Yeah,
1: definitely. You definitely.
2: have a, a big responsibility. The child
1: Keep, didn't, you know, ask to be in this world. Yes, you brought him into this world. That's therefore true. you need to look after him. Hundred percent.
2: Hundred percent. You know, it, it's 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 you know, you know not not trying yeah. to simplify things, but mm. it's you know fairly you know. Straightforward and it's yeah. easy for people to have children, mm. but people don't take ownership and don't take responsibility. Mm. And uh, for a long time, and I think especially when you look at education, yeah. people think that okay, you know, it's fine, child's off to go mm. to school, mm. it's the responsibility of school yeah. for A to Z. That's, that's true to a certain extent, mm. but like you quite rightly said, and, and touched upon a very good point there, the parents, mm. the guardians, or whoever, yeah. they need to take a big mm. uh, vested interest in the education definitely, of the children. Definitely. And the thing is what, what 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 seems to be happening now especially in regards to this mm. particular topic mm. is that parents uh, are confused or you know or are finding uh, a struggle to keep up. Mm. But the thing this is again this is again your responsibility as yep, a yep. You need to find out what's what's in the job market what's mm good you know what was no, yeah mm. particularly i'm speaking
1: about basic education so right. just you know mm. primary school secondary school but you know after that you know um or even a levels as well right uh but after that you know uh, you, you remember we had those uh, topics we spoke about universities yes. and how you know not many people are going or should mm. more people be going mm-hmm. should more p- people be focusing on it mm. but you see the thing is nowadays Spending four, or five years in a university, you're gonna go into nine, th- nine, ten thousand pound debt. But I, I, th- I think apprenticeship, in my personal opinion, I think they're the way, the way to go, mm. because in that, whatever field you want to go into, mm. you're learning as, at the same time, as well as getting. Uh, paid apprenticeships as well, or you could just be learning as well. Mm-hmm. You could just be taking, like, say, a gap year or two and doing an apprenticeship as, say, uh, maybe a car dealership if you want to go into that sort of thing, or maybe aviation or a- a- any industry you want to go into. That,
2: I think apprenticeships are the way to go. Exactly. And the thing is, the thing is, what, what the issue was that for a long time, uh, apprenticeships. Are only aimed mm. at people of a certain age yeah, so yeah. people up to age of 15 16 mm. 17 right mm. 18 yeah. you get into apprenticeship mm. and uh, there is been some leverage and mm. some leeway now where people of uh, a bit yeah. older can actually get into those things but that's, that's that's because
1: you know, once you've d- yeah. even done the 4 or 5 years of uni mm. They say that you need like five, ten years of work experience to go into the field you're going into. But how are you (laughs)
2: supposed to get that? That's true, right? Yes, exactly. It's
1: impossible. Yes,
2: that's it. Even,
1: even, even after like doing, um, if you're doing medicine, you have Mm. to go to, uh, medical school as well for like a year or two to get the training, right?
2: That's, that's 100%. Exactly.
1: And the, the, the debt is the debt that people rack up. Do
2: you know? Yeah. It's just, it's crazy, right? Well, that's it. Just mentioning that the debt that, that, um, you can you can rack up it's actually averaged about thirty thousand because mm. it's nine thousand pounds per term per per term, yeah, yeah, so that goes up to so imagine thirty thousand pounds mm. before you even started working exactly so th- th- that that means that if you're gonna if you are gonna start uh, trying to start paying back mm. and then you need to start working while you're studying, yeah you know so the yeah. thing is I think there's there's so much that can be done, but that needs mm. to be done also going back to this you know the crux mm. of this matter. parents need need to they
1: need to look at practicality as well right what is practical for their children what is best for the child yes you know sending them to even sending them to university might not be the best thing Mm. right that's very true it might not be the best thing for them they might not be interested in education that Mm. much Mm. and if you're like if you're even if the parents are paying for the loan and the parent the the kid like drops out of university eventually you know there's signs right Mm. you can tell Mm. whether someone's going to perform or someone's enjoying something, yes. you can tell mm. there are tells, there are signs and the parents, you know, they need to not neglect their children mm. and not just, you know, um, just be like oh, okay, it's fine, he's going to school he must be studying, mm. right? You need to properly check up on them.
2: Of course and and, and also, you know, like we were saying it's not just, uh, it's very the, the easiest thing to do mm. is to sort of wash your hands of that responsibility and say, okay, fine, you know the school is going to deal with it. The careers advisor yeah. is going to deal with it, yeah. and the next person, the next person, mm. do, that's not right. I mean, sometimes people might say, yeah. "Oh, oh, well, the mum's at home, so she can deal with it." Mm. That's not right. Both parents mm. have to get involved, and even if it's, yeah. you know, especially if it's mm. a single parent, mm. they have to get involved, and that's the thing. Um
1: You know, I heard this uh, great saying mm. of like they were doing one of them street interviews, and then someone asked, like, mm. you know, what is the um, Secret to like a great relationship? They'd been married for like fifty, sixty years, and they mm. said, and she said, you know, people say that you should give, you should, both of you should give like fifty yeah. percent to make up hundred percent. But no, you both need to give a hundred percent. Yes, right. There shouldn't be any lack or anything. So, yes. so it, if so one person isn't giving a hundred, your hundred can make up for for the rest. Right. Mm. So you need to be properly invested, and that goes the same for children. You need to be properly invested in your children. That's right. Because you are duty-bound to them. Mm-hmm.
2: Right? Exactly. And the thing is like um, it's all well and good like mm. saying that you know the school can do it or the college yeah. or the institution whatever educational institution can do it mm. or they've got careers, advisors. You know the thing is you have to take everything na- you know and look at everything mm. intricately because you might have a, for example mm. uh, one parent or another parent saying mm. okay yeah just you know sort out your you know do the things by yourself you know mm. see how things are managed and you go to your career advisor who might not necessarily give you the best advice yeah you know they yeah. might they might they might tell you something that's mm. you know not really, really correct so yep. everything has to be done you know with with good uh research mm. you know and not just by the the, 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 the parent, yeah. The child mm. and the parent need to actually try and do those mm. things together. Mm. And when that happens, you see, there's, there's a better success rate. Definitely, when more people, you know, those people get involved, and you actually, you know, actually involved as a parent, mm. you're mm. actually involved in what you're, you know, you're that bringing of your child. Mm. So, like I was also, saying, you know,
1: yeah. Also, people need yeah. to, you know, um, realize mm. what a great blessing it is yes. to be able to have the ability to be a parent right mm. because there's so many people out there so mm. many people mm. who are either struggling or cannot have children mm. and they would give anything anything to have children yes right and if you you have children if you're a parent mm. and you have children mm. and you're neglecting any one of their needs any mm. one of their necessities yes their rights to basic education yeah. you're neglecting that you're you're just you're not um Doing justice, yeah. right, and you need to look at those people who are not as fortunate, mm.
2: right? This is the thing. This is what Islam teaches. Mm. Everything that we've been saying yeah. is, is is our personal view, mm. but you know, being brought up as Muslims, we know that you know w- that we should do everything, judge everything as much as we can with fairness, yeah, with uh with with, with wisdom, you know, mm. uh, and also, you know, we as Muslims, we look to see what benefits society mm. so that you know, is one of the things that you know you, you look at you know when talking to your children mm. you say to them you know what can you do that's good for you that's good for the benefit of society what you know what's what's um something that will make you happy and, and that's also important no, thing In choosing definitely. career careers is, is something that should be you know mm. something that's something that someone enjoys There's no point you're going to do, Uh, I Mm. don't know, a business degree if you don't enjoy business. Exactly, exactly. Just for the sake of it, right? Exactly. Mm. Um, dear listeners, you know this this is a very interesting topic we're discussing this morning. Uh, this topic is entitled "Parents Struggle to Keep Up with Children's Career Options." If you have any questions, comments, or feedback, please do give us a ring. We shall be taking a break shortly for the eight o'clock news. After the eight o'clock news, we shall be uh, uh, listening to an interview. That we uh, conducted earlier with regards to this particular topic. And there's also, I believe, an um, audio recording, um, you know, we will listen to with regards to this. Like I said, if you have any questions, comments, or feedback, please do not give, uh, please do not hesitate to give us a call. Uh, the number to ring as ever is zero two zero eight six eight seven seven eight seven eight. So we should now be taking a break for the eight o'clock news. Please join us after this very short break.
0: You are listening to the recording of a live show. Please do not call or text as this is a recording and lines are
2: now closed. Bismillah, Manir Rahim, in the name of Allah, the Most Gracious, Ever Merciful. Welcome back, dear listeners, to this morning's edition of the breakfast show. Here today uh, at the Voice of Islam. Today, Wednesday the 6th of July, we are discussing the following topic, which is entitled uh, Parents Struggle to Keep Up with Children's Career Options. We were fortunate enough earlier on to speak to uh, a gentleman by the name of Ahmed Salam, who is a career merchant banker. Mr. Salam was a co-founder of the First Western Regulated Islamic Bank, and he was the head of Islamic Finance at Credit Suisse. And in addition to this, he has served on a number of boards, including Aston Martin and Clive Christian Limited. Mr. Salam has helped a number of early-stage and start-up companies. He serves the Ahmadiyya Muslim community as the Secretary for Trade and Industry. We had an interview with him, and this is what he had to say. Okay, I'm delighted to say that I have on the line Ahmed Salam. Ahmed Salam is a career merchant banker who was co-founder of
8: the first Western-regulated Islamic bank and was the head of Islamic finance at Credit Suisse. In addition, he has served on a number of boards, including Aston Martin and Clive Christian Limited. Uh, Ahmed Salam has also helped a number of early stage and startup companies and, and he currently serves as the Ahmadiyya Muslim Community UK as the Secretary for Trade and Industry. Uh, Ahmed Salam, the pleasure to speak to you and have you on The Voice of Islam. Uh, good evening and uh, thank you for joining us.
9: Thank you very much. It's a pleasure to be here.
8: And first, you know, the story here is, 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 is that researchers found more than two-thirds of parents uh, age 11 to 18 uh, of 11 to 18 year olds in England are, are lost in a job fog feeling overwhelmed as their children express interest in careers that they know nothing about I mean to be honest with you I don't know about you but as a parent myself even I, I feel that even our children are sometimes not I feel, feel overwhelmed and I'm not actually sure uh, themselves um, so it is it is definitely a tough situation and 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 uh, worth 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 discussing and I guess first of all, first question I'd, I'd really like to ask you is is this because youngsters are moving away from choosing more traditional careers? Is, is, is that the reason why there's confusion and, and, and a feel feeling of overwhelm overwhelming feeling for parents and, and kids alike?
9: I, I think it is a very real problem and I think you're actually right to identify it and to see if we can help some of the listeners who may be parents themselves in terms of guiding their mm-hmm. children. It's something that we see more and more within my role within the community uh, where a number of parents have come to us and said, my my son or daughter really doesn't know what to do. And the first point we always make to them is what have they done themselves in terms of speaking to the schools, careers, advice people? And then you get to the root of the problem that actually most schools don't seem to have the same careers advice service that was in, uh, in place, say, 10 or 15 years ago. Mm-hmm. So it's it's something which I guess is part of that cost-cutting process which has happened in schools up and down the country, and therefore the kids don't feel that there's one for them to turn to, and it may equally be that schools feel that now the internet is such an amazing sort of resource that actually if a child is interested in themselves, they can just go and research a career themselves online, and get many of the answers. But I think that's too simplistic a solution. Kids do need to know. Uh, what they're good at. And you're you're, you're familiar with this, that it takes time Mm -hmm. to sit with a child, ask them the questions of what's relevant to them, what interests them, and then guide them in that particular direction, build a sense of what their personality is, whether they're good at sales, whether they're confident, whether they have a more technical background, whether they've got the academic background, and then find a selection of career choices which are suitable for them. And I think in particular within... Certain communities, um, you know, Southeast Asian communities, you tend to have parents who are sort of um, trying for their kids to be overachievers and superachievers. And they have a very determined mindset that these are the careers which we rate. And if you don't do these careers, and certainly when I was growing up, it was medicine, law, and probably accountancy. Mm -hmm. And of course, now, all these years later, the world has moved on and the options available for children. Uh, have changed very considerably. Um, And and, uh, and one of the points I'm making far more in my deliberations now is that university is not necessarily the be-all and end-all that it was when I was younger. Mm -hmm. There are now very credible options which children should consider. But it's as much educating the parents that there are these credible options as the children Mm -hmm. themselves. And that, that, I think, is part of the challenge that we're facing at the moment.
8: You mentioned the uh, you know Southeast Asian um, parents, and, and there is that stigma um, traditionally over the last twenty thirty years has been that it's it's medicine, it's law, it's engineering, it's accountancy. But having said that, irrespective of the the background of the, the child, is 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 the fact that parents may not understand um, the various industries and sectors that and job opportunities that exist now, because there's so much has changed, especially. Um, you know, we're we live in a far more global world. M- the media-related jobs and media-related um, careers, um, probably. You know, I mean, even even for me, who's someone who's you know not 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 the previous generation of parent, but even for me, I struggle to keep up with some of the technology. Um, is that a factor, parents actually understanding? Do do they need to understand to be able to have to a positive influence?
9: I think you've hit the nail on the head there. The parents themselves often don't um, don't come from a background which understands the speed at which things are changing, and as much Mm -hmm. as they try and engage and understand how the world is moving on and careers are, or certain career choices are either in the ascendancy or they're they're in the descendancy, and parents don't themselves know what to advise their children. And I think it is a very real issue that some parents are stuck in an old mindset where the world has moved on significantly. And just one huge great change, as you know, has been the adoption of digital and technology careers and and Mm -hmm. how important they've become. And one of the statistics that we keep hearing about is that there's going to be something like just in the UK... 4.5 million vacancies in the digital and technical uh, te- technology um, job market by the year 2026. So That's not far away. So how many parents are able to understand what the digital and the technology world actually means and how many mm. of them are capable of therefore guiding their children that this is something which is going to be a very hot uh, area of growth in the next few years and you should be developing the skills which are relevant to that it's a you you have identified a very real issue but as as the world is moving at such a pace now um, mm. a lot of what parents typically looked at previously, which is of course as pile of technology and it's taking away jobs which will repeat jobs, so whether it's you know reading a document and looking for um, you know, changes in in, in in a legal document for example. You mm. now have an AI machine that will scan the document and tell you exactly what the changes have been. Typically, when I was younger, a young graduate's job would be to go through the document, go through page by page two documents, and redline the changes and uh, differences between the documents. Now you mm. have technology doing that. So the whole nature of the job market has changed so significantly, and is yet to change more as AI becomes more developed and more involved. AI, I think, is going to change what we thought were pretty stable jobs very significantly. And again, let me just give one other very simple example. There's a friend of mine who's a a, lady, uh, a leading uh, radiologist in the UK, <clears throat> and he's got had an amazing career working in both the public and private sector, looking at scans, people's body scans, so CT scans, MRI scans, etc. He's now working with a startup business, and they've got the scanning recognition of the machine and the AI technology to 98% accuracy, and if you think wow. of that, that, means that, here we were 10 years ago thinking a radiologist was a job for life, they always need radiologists. Well, for every one radiologist now, there's going to be a machine that does it in a quarter of the time with 98% accuracy. So what does that mean for a job uh, prospects for, for a radiologist, for example? So these are the mm. sorts of changes which are happening so fast that we need to be aware of. We need to try and help parents understand what these changes mean and mm. um, how, how, how they can advise children in terms of career choices.
8: Now, very quickly, mm. the last minute, you, you did mention um, that schools don't have their career advice function anymore. I mean, parents care, but they don't feel equipped to be able to help. What role do educational institutes have in helping youngsters make the best career choices?
9: Well, I think, again, one of the most important developments, which is really uh, the jewel in the crown, is the apprenticeship scheme. And I think that's one of the most undervalued, underrated schemes there is out there. And I think it gives children the benefit of not only uh, an education qualification, but also work experience, which makes it so much more relevant for them to bring that job to life. And when they go into the big job market, if they've got both the educational side and the work experience side it puts mm. them on a much, much stronger footing. So I think there are developments like a, uh, apprenticeships, which there's an awful lot of um, information online. Parents can, can find that information relatively easily. And,
8: that's a great segue. Again, I think that's a great segue to what I, <laughs> I'm going to be talking about next. Ahmed Salam, yeah. thank you so much for your for yeah, your very time. Very really much. appreciate it. Thank you again for joining us. I'm looking really forward to speaking to you again
2: well sometime. So that was Mr. Ahmed Salam, who um, very kindly um, shared his uh, knowledge and expertise with us with regards to some you know, career advice and uh, some value, valuable information there. And uh, thanks to Mr. Ali Khan for conducting that interview. Um, so, um, i tell you, you know, it's, it's, it's really important that some of the things he said, you know, one of the things he said, last things he said, was like, you know, sometimes that function now mm. of a career advisor is not mm. in the school. Yeah. So again, like you, like you said, which is very true, which mm. is very important, parents need to pay, you know, greater attention, yeah. Uh, if they're not already, and, and also trying to, you know, do a bit of research themselves yeah. along with your you know, your child, and then see what are the best options. Uh, yeah, definitely. You know, we also have um, an audio clip, hmm. um, and this this uh, was a question that was asked of what careers are Muslim women most uh, permitted to pursue. Let's listen to that now.
10: What sort of careers are Islamic women allowed to take up? Any career would be all right, which uh, does not interfere with the purpose of their creation as women. You have to, uh, you are held mainly responsible, and this is how you are made, differently from men. To give birth to children, the future generation of mankind, look after them and bring them up, in a way as the future of mankind is brighter and better than before. At least it is as good as your present, not worse. This is a very great responsibility and a very grave responsibility on the shoulders of the ladies. If they are drawn much more to other hollow uh, attractions and activities of life, which uh, Uh, begins to tell on their main function and which begins to divert their attention from the main purpose for which they are created, then to that extent humanity as such would begin to suffer. And you may leave such generations behind you as would be in a worse state of uh, of, uh, um, human relationship because they will, be not, they will not be well brought up, well taught. So any profession which begins to interfere with this primary function of ladies would be to that much discouraged. To that degree it should be discouraged. But that is not a general rule. Some ladies have such professions as are very important for the lady folk itself. For instance, lady doctors, their profession also perhaps interferes to some degree with the primary purpose of creation. Yet uh, it helps the women folk in general, and that in itself is a very useful occupation. So I am all out for ladies to become lady doctors, particularly uh, specializing in uh, the diseases of ladies so that they don't have to go to men. But otherwise, there are certain professions which uh, draw them out to uh, a, a life pattern where they are ill-suited. Like this, this young girl asked about the, uh, being an advocate. If you are an advocate of a solicitor type, where you have more office work and no appearances in the court, that could be acceptable to a degree. But if you become an advocate, appearing in the courts, meeting the criminals and this and that, it would be bad for you, for your own character, for your own safety as well, and for your own, for your own personality as well. And also it will affect your home life. So that I shouldn't advise like her grandfather didn't. <laughs> but it has to every in every uh, occupation, every profession. Has to be judged on merit. The la- guiding principle I have told you that you should think within you what is the main purpose of your creation in a way which is different from man. Allah could make us exactly the same but he has made us different and because our functions are different and the concomitant responsibilities of those functions are also different. So whatever we do in life, we should not let this main purpose of our creation be interfered with.
2: So those were the wise words of our beloved fourth caliph Hazrat Tahir Ahmed. May Allah have mercy on him and his uh, advice, career advice, you know, with regards to you know, uh, women folk and women in general. And you know, we we being the voice of Islam, we obviously you know like to give the Islamic mm. perspective yeah. about all the topics that we discuss. And like I've mentioned uh, before, dear listeners, if if you're just tuning in, um, we are discussing uh, the, this topic, uh, this first topic uh, this morning here at the Voice of Islam. Uh, the, the, the this topic is entitled "Parents Struggle to Keep Up with Children's Career Options," and we were discussing how you know it can be quite a hard chore, and it's quite a hard, mm. uh, difficult thing to do. But yeah. it's an effort that needs to be made on beh- uh, on. Uh, the part of the parents or guardian whoever bring up the child hmm. you know to, to take like a big big responsibility along with the child so you can choose the right topic but uh, like I was saying you know we, we, we always welcome any uh, any of your suggestions your feedbacks, your comments any criticisms you have please do give us a ring on 0208 687
1: hmm. so His Holiness you know the current caliph of the Ahmadiyya Muslim worldwide community hmm. Uh, Hazrat Mirza Masroor Ahmad may Allah be his helper, emphasized the need for waqf children who are you know um um is waqf is, is a scheme right you know in within our community yes. where you devote your life to mm. to the community Excellent. so those children who have done that to mm. be regular in their prayers mm. and to form a relationship with Allah the Almighty his holiness said waqf boys should display the best standards so people can clearly distinguish between you and others his holiness further you know advised those um present to be ever kind to never mock others he said uh boys should not waste time playing video games but should instead develop the habit of reading books further they should avoid all things that promoted indecent behavior including inappropriate films and you know this advice Mm -hmm. isn't just for you know the uh work for no boys of mm. our community, mm. but rather it, it uh, applies to you know all children, all children, all exactly. children. Exactly. But it's just that you know he was just emphasizing that they should set a better example because they of uh, uh, of who they are, right? They are work work for no. Mm. Uh, so um, you know the um, uh, Hazur also you know stressed uh, how merely attaining high standards of secular education was not enough for work children no children. Um, he, Hazur said that um, His Holiness said, "I also wish to make it clear that it is not merely enough for you to gain educational qualifications. Rather, as members of Waghfino, there are other extremely important expectations that we hold. In short, the personal character of Waghfino should be completely in accordance with the true teachings of Islam. You should always bear the highest spiritual moral standards." This is, uh, you know, mm. Hazur just emphasizing um, why Waghfino children they need to have a higher standard mm. than everyone else. Mm-hmm. But this doesn't mean that this doesn't apply to, you know, ev- ev- every
2: child there is, right? Uh, 100%, I agree with you. That's right. And, you know, like uh, you mentioned that term, like you mentioned, uh, uh, for our listeners who didn't catch it, that's for children who have dedicated their lives mm. for the service of the community. And, um, you know, our beloved caliph the current head, the 5th Caliph of the Ahmadiyya Muslim community, May Allah be his Ahmed, who is the 5th successor, the 5th Caliph of the Promised Messiah, upon whom be peace. Uh, So he has said that, uh, as Bokfi and A'u, as children that dedicating themselves, you should keep in mind what the requirements and the needs of the Ahmadiyya Muslim community are. And based on those requirements, you should educate yourselves and work as hard as you can. In terms of uh, medicine, his Holiness Hazard, Mr. Masur Ahmed, may Allah be his help, said that doctors and health professionals had the honor to not only serve their faith, but to also serve humanity. And this is what you've seen now, uh, especially during this Ukraine-Russia crisis. Hmm. Hmm. Uh, a lot of um, uh, doctors, voluntary on a voluntary basis, even paying for their own fees hmm. uh, to go across to... Uh, Poland yeah. and helping out in the camps, and recently there's been a, a number of uh, mm. uh, of doctors from the apothecary Muslim communities yeah. who've taken the holiday time, holiday mm. leave, and gone to lots of different parts of the world, in particular Africa, where there's been different sort of famines mm. and, and and other sort of natural c- catastrophes, mm. uh, and, and been helping out. You know, so this is very, you know, very honourable uh, career. Mm. And yeah. also, I mean, just talking about our, our jobs and careers. I mean, um, we, we're so blessed enough in the Muslim community to have so many young and intelligent and educated missionaries mm. like yourself, mm-hmm. <laughs> brother. Atari. You know, it's 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 you know, if you don't mind me asking, you know, when you were choosing your your sort of um, early on. I mean, after was it your GCSEs or yeah, after Aida after my GCSEs that you you yeah. dedicated your life, mm. yeah? Mm. And how was the how 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 long how many years did you spend in education?
1: So um, after you know completing my GCSEs, mm. I was 16. Right. When I applied for um, Jamia Ahmadiyya UK, right? The you know that's our university, which is in um, Hesume, Surrey, where you know we go. To do a seven-year course Like seven years A seven-year yeah. course Which is like, you know Equivalent to a master's mm. degree as well mm. um, At the end, you know We get um, something called The Shahid degree yes. We do, There's various different courses Various different languages Taught over there Arabic, do uh, English And uh, Persian as well Excellent And we do, you know Many um, it's, uh, the theological studies as well Fantastic Many different um, courses Such as um, uh, ju- Islamic jurisprudence, and you know, mm-hmm. history, uh, history of major, major uh, other religions as well. Excellent. You know, it's, it's quite a variety of different mm-hmm. things that we are taught there.
2: Exactly, and you and like you said, you, you do you study lots of different religions, mm-hmm. all yeah. the religions, yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. all the major
1: major religions as well. Yeah,
2: that's brilliant. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that's that's. Um, would you recommend it for anyone?
1: <laughs> uh yeah as in uh, it is you know for the members of our community mm. you know the male um members of our community yes. um but you know um even uh, like you know at the beginning there mm. weren't many students so right. it, it wasn't as um uh as tough to get in but mm. you know obviously like we there's requirements now there's been requirements in place for quite a while but yeah. you know they they're they're a bit more strict on it that, you know, you need to have, like, a um, minimum level of, like, GCSEs to mm. get in. Or is, uh, personally, uh, maybe, you know, I don't have any regrets, obviously, but, you know, it is, I think it's it's best to maybe go after A-levels because uh, then you can, you know, get a proper um, full education from outside as well. Right. And then, because after GCSEs, you're quite young at that age, mm. 16 I don't have I, I don't have any regrets, but maybe mm. maybe I could have gone after that as well. But you yes. know, I I spoke with His Holiness, and yeah. you know, I was instructed, yes, you can See, uh, go. So thi- this know. is
2: this is beautiful. That's beautiful. Thank you for sharing that with us. And the thing is, it's it's uh, a blessing that in our community mm. we have the mm. guidance of our beloved Caliph, the yeah. Hazrat Misam Masur Ahmed, yeah. who guides mm. all the, the communities, all yeah. the individuals. Yeah. And you know, to put it into perspective, you know for us, he's the equivalent of like the Pope mm. and everyone has a personal, mm. personal everyone yeah. should make a personal connection with mm. him uh, but I think in particular he has a mm. focus on the children that have dedicated yeah. themselves, the work for you now and, mm. and, and people that have gone in through the, um to the University of uh, Theology and Religion. It's amazing. Yeah. Yeah, and amazing. you know,
1: we have many of these universities around the world as well, so like in Ghana mm. and other African countries in uh, India, Khadiyan, Pakistan, Bangladesh and um, Canada Germany mm. and you know the uh, once you graduate the missionaries can they don't necessarily have to stay in that country they can mm. get posted anywhere in the world so uh, from the uh, batch that's after mine so the latest mm. batch right now yeah. you know some of their postings uh, you know they're getting sent to like different corners like you know Thailand that's and like brilliant um, uh, where else there's mm. some like New Zealand and stuff that's yeah, really good co- so yeah, it's yeah. It's, it's, it's amazing. So it's a ch- blessed opportunity, you know, yes. just to serve the community in many. You can serve the community in many different ways. Such a blessed opportunity, and you know, you get to learn and experience lots of uh, new and different things, mm. different life lessons, and just just being part of the community and having the opportunity to serve the community. Mm. Such a blessing.
2: That's amazing. And the thing I think also what's what's really exciting about that when you you know talking about it mm. is that you get an opportunity to travel as well and yeah. see yep. different parts of mm. the world and 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 then the the thing is also what needs to be understood for those people who are not aware mm. um, that you're not just going out there preaching. You're doing mm. so much to help the yeah, local community, yeah. so much you need um, to
1: build, build, and uh, you know mm. maintain the local community as well. Yes, not just obviously preaching is you know yes. one of our yes. main jobs as well, but yes. it's just not not just that. Yes, because uh, um, uh, we are called in in Arabic is called you know a murabbi. Uh, mm. That means someone who does your tarbiyat. Tarbiyat meaning your your you could say spiritual reformation in a sense. Mm. Right? You're um Upbringing, yes. Not not necessarily upbringing, but you know your yes. Um, so your spiritual education, yeah, spiritual so education, uh, yes, right? Yeah, yeah. and that's that's what it means to be a missionary. That's amazing, right? So it's not just yeah. to um. We are called m- legs as well, mm. meaning someone who does uh, tabligh, right? Which is preaching, preaching, right? But uh, murabbi as well, which mm. is someone who does tarbiyat which mm. is like a spiritual reformation, spiritual upbringing, basically. Mm. So it's really both good. both of them are the main responsibilities.
2: That's really good, and the thing is like um. Uh, like you know you were saying it's not just to go out just just to to preach you mm. you're educating mm. people around you and actually making a uh, a positive impact yep. Yep. you know in the society in the mm. community and mm. just like you see you know um i i unless I, I, I think this is one of the topics we should talk about you mm. know in the future show mm. just discussing uh, the, the, the 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 career path and the education yep. of becoming a uh, you know missionary and mm. uh, the the, the the, all the different the that all the things that are involved with mm, it, mm. but like you were saying, you know, it's not just about going there and just sort of preaching and 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 giving your 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 side of uh your religion of uh, of Islam of our religion, mm. but it's also of, of of listening to others and helping people. And you see it all over all over the place, you know, yeah. that wherever our communities uh, have missionaries, mm. they go to far remote places and sometimes in Africa, and they've you know from there the community Mm. is established and then Mm. the numbers start growing and then what happens is eventually, you know, schools and sometimes educational institutions are set up and people are helped Mm. regardless of their background or their faith, people are helped and uh, sometimes, a lot of the time, particularly when you talk about Africa and uh, the subcontinent, Mm. the education that's that's given is free, you know, it's amazing. That's really interesting to talk about. Thank you for sharing that with us. Excellent. Right. Dear ladies and gentlemen, I hope you enjoyed this first uh, topic, uh, which was uh, about, you know, um, how some parents find it uh, a bit overwhelming and uh, struggle to keep up with their children's career path. We shall be taking a very short break. After the break, we shall be talking about our final topic, our second and final topic of the day, which is about uh, how parents... Uh, there's been a crackdown on parents for school absences due to holidays. Again, staying on the theme of education and career paths. So please join us after this very short break.
0: Hazrat, Hazrat Abu Huraira, may Allah be pleased with him, narrates that the Holy Prophet, peace and blessings of Allah be upon him, said, Satan ties three knots at the back of the head of any of you when he falls asleep. On every knot, he professes and exhales the following words, The night is long, so stay asleep. When one wakes up and remembers Allah, one knot is undone. And when he performs ablution, the second knot is undone. And when one prays, the third knot is undone. And he gets up in the morning, energetic, with a pure heart. Otherwise, he gets up feeling lethargic, with a mischievous heart.
6: Simplified answers to frequently asked questions. Does Islam permit organ donation? Saving a human life is the duty of a Muslim, if it is in his capacity to do so. So organ donation to save a life of another person is something that will be highly praised and encouraged in Islam. But there is one condition. If organ donation is done during the lifetime of the donor, like for example in the case of someone donating one of his kidneys to another person, then the donation should not cause threat to the life of the donor or be a cause of any harm to the health of the donor. Other than that, which has been mentioned, Islam fully permits organ donation.
7: It is imperative that nations and their leaders do not focus only on their own national interests, but consider what is best for the world at large. Dialogue with other nations and communities is vital, and each party should work together with the spirit of tolerance and with the shared objective of developing true and sustainable peace in the world.
4: Listening to the voice of Islam Radio, broadcasting on DAB and via the internet 24
1: hours a day. In the name of Allah, the Most Gracious, Ever Merciful. Welcome back to the Breakfast Your Day listeners. We hope you've been enjoying today's show so far. You know, previously we were discussing parents struggling to keep their keep up with their children's career options and you know this next topic is quite linked to that topic as mm. well that parents who take their children on holiday yes. in term will be fined £120 yeah. on the new nationwide crackdown as ministers vow to end postcode lottery mm. on how council councils battle school absence and you know so all, all pa- uh, parents mm. who do uh, take time off during uh, the school term yes. will get this you know uh, fixed penalty notice mm. Um, the new truancy crackdown will also see um, these uh, fixed penalty nurses is issued to parents whose children are late five times in one term uh, or take five unauthorized absences, go on holiday during term time or are out in public in the five days of um, e- exclusion. Do you know so 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 mm, if mm, you've been excluded mm. as well, I don't know yes, about this if yes. you've been excluded as well, yes you can't apparently step out mm. uh, and uh, you know be caught in public.
2: Mm.
1: I mean, obviously, if you've been excluded, then you know that's it's the parents' responsibility. But you know, like maybe you know you might just have to like go somewhere, and then if you're caught, you just mm. it's just it's these little things. You know, in my in my personal opinion, these mm. little things there's just r- these random little fines they just keep on coming up with new fines for everything. Ev- everything. Right? You, this morning we were talking about you know the these um new um new signs that they're putting up everywhere. No left turn. No mm. right turn. Mm no straight ahead no through road yes everywhere and you know some of them are so tiny yes and they put they just put them up they'll put on a camera next day you slap you've got a ticket yeah exactly straight I, up and you have yeah. to pay it yeah
2: exactly you can't even contest it that's it and and, and it's, it just happens in just uh, the most uh, mm. random of places you mm. know and the, a lot of the time, it happens in, in, in places that people have just been going through for so for so long mm. and you're just used to it and it <laughs> happened to me yeah uh, I went through a mm. road mm. that I would go through all the time. Mm. Didn't see any sign, yeah. yeah. Uh, and then get, I said, "Oh, what's this?" You know. Mm. And then when I went back through that route, mm. you saw the sign was way. No, it wasn't way. It was just before, uh, um, not very close to where yeah. it was. Yeah. Not very close to mm. where it was, but it was so small, mm. and I couldn't see it. And uh, the the passenger I had with me actually yeah. said, yeah, "Look, you know." That's the thing. But the thing, going back to this thing about fines, I think, uh, hopefully, um, you know, God willing, that the, the, the people that are, the education, i.e. the teachers and school and uh, mm. other places, I hope that they, they use some sort of wisdom and do it on a case by case by cases, you know, yeah. uh, basis yeah. rather than just giving everyone a flat fine because mm. if you've got a student or pupil that's going to school all the time, right? It says uh,
1: children who are late five times in one time as well. mm you know, there can be many reasons why someone can be lazy. Someone could, you know, sometimes uh, children, they. Uh, you know they have to move houses, mm, yes. right? But yes. they don't want to leave schools because they're, you know, they already they've got like a year or two left, and yes. you know it's important for their education. Yeah. It's 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 a it's a big big change, big mission to change schools, of right? And sometimes they have to rely on public transport, and they can't always, Thank you. even though they leave yes. well on time. Yes, it's not v- like hundred percent always reliable, right? Well, there can it. be delays, there can be anything. Exactly. So it has to be on a case to case basis. Mm,
2: mm is you're so right and the thing is the things like look what happened recently like last week or week before um, the week before I think was yeah. 2 weeks ago there was the strikes mm. there was strikes on the on the on, on the trains and mm. the tube right mm. that uh, affected the the roads the roads road were so busy yeah so a journey that normally takes a person like say half an hour mm. could take them double mm. the time or even a bit more so there's the on the one hand i think rather than Giving them, I think, yeah. the, the support that yeah. which is important—the support. Because, look, for example, um, you know, I was telling you, I work in a social care background, mm. and what you find when you when you sort of you know delve into this sort of topic, uh, 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 and especially talking about children, mm. you realize how many children actually care for their parents. Yeah. Say there, there's 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 a family where there's one uh, there's only one parent. For whatever reason, one not, one mm. of the parents has passed away, or they've moved on, or whatever, something's happened, and there's only a single parent, and the parent becomes ill, and there's only one child, mm. yeah, and there's no other siblings or that of, of an age that can help, mm. or choose not to help for that matter. But yeah. say there's only one child, mm. there's only one parent, that child has to go to school, everything. But if the parent's ill, they have to support them. Mm. You know, it's, mm. it's 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 there's a lot of factors that yeah. you know. So it's like you said, if they Late five times in a term, and
1: and you know what constitutes mm. to being late. You know, uh, uh, like uh, you know, um, obviously it's important, but you know if, uh, we have form time mm. in the beginning, like right. first half an hour, right? Uh, in in schools or in yes. America they call it like homeroom or something like okay. that. Um but uh, is if you're late to that, I don't think it's a problem because there you're just, there for half an hour, your teacher, yeah. uh, your form teacher comes in. It's it's about your class, right? Yes. And they just take attendance and mm, mm. nothing really else happens. Yeah. And then you get sent to your lessons. Yes. Right? So yeah. if you're late to that mm. or either you're late to the, your first lesson, yes. you know, it's, it's, a, it's a different story and it's going to be dependent on a case-to-case basis. Exactly.
2: And I think what what's important, do you know when you talk about, especially when you talk about children, right? Mm. Um, you know, it, the, the I think... It should be done on a case by case basis, but also more importantly, mm. if something that has happened for a child, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's important for that that institution, mm. yeah, to excuse me, yes, the institution to make some effort and mm. find out why the child is late, yeah, yeah, why the child, you um, know, is, is absent. If it's someone that's true all the time, and the the parents are or the the guardians yeah. are known for being i.e. troublemakers or who do people that don't really care and there's a history there and you know, fine, they're going on holiday. That's mm, understandable. Mm, you know mm. then, you know, give that fine. But they can't just blanket give everyone a fine. That would be so unfair. And I think sometimes it's so easy, you're talking about the first topic when you talk about career paths and the careers of of children, it's so easy to step back and say, oh yeah, they can do it, by, oh yes, they can do it by themselves. Mm. It's an onus on Parents, mm. on family members uh, to work alongside the child and also educators mm. to step in and say, how can we help this child become and have their full potential? Yeah. Similarly, we're talking about these fines and truanting, for example, we need to find out why the child might be truanting, why they come late. For example, this is just picking something random out, out of the air. A child might be arriving at school late one, maybe because he or she is a carer for their mm. parents, they need to do a lot of things two the the transport system is not great. We already know that yeah. t f l transport for London are saying they're going to cut so many bus routes, mm. so many major bus routes that help people get to school and to work right yeah that's the other thing. The other thing is that the child might be coming to school, and when they get to school early or, or along the way to school they might be they might be a victim of bullying or something mm. you know, mm. so they choose to come a bit later. So that they don't get, you know, harassed by, by them. Yeah. So it's very easy to say we're gonna find the parents, we're gonna go, we're gonna we're gonna what's the expression, we're gonna penalize a child hmm. for being late. But again, I, I, I emphasize that this educators need to look into why the child and the thing is you see sometimes um people are just very quiet, you know, hmm. naturally they're quiet people. So they might not say straight away to the teacher, oh my parents say oh that's why I, yeah, you know, I'm late yeah. I, I'm late because I'm getting bullied mm. people you know a lot yeah, of children they're
1: just so quick to just issue out fines right instead you. of you know getting to the bottom of the situation what might be happening yes. but you know there is a, mm. uh, a different case mentioned here that yes. you know, uh, an example yes. that I just want to mention briefly yes. that there's a British father who took uh, his daughter to Disney World and went to high court for sixty a sixty pound fine. John Platt, mm. uh, he was issued you know a sixty pound fine. He <laughs> right. took his daughter to Disney World in April 2015, yes. uh, including seven unauthorized absences for the trip. Oh, wow! Uh, and he refused to pay the bill, and the bill rose to 120. Mm. Uh, and he won his first legal battle. Mm. The council then escalated the co- uh, the case to high court, mm. claiming that letting Mr. Platt off the hook would set a bad precedent yes. and undermine schools. Uh, his lawyers pointed out um, that his daughter's uh, attendance was 90 to 95 percent before her missed dates and this indicates she was a good student and could afford to take time off Uh, warning letters were sent to his daughter Mm. uh, sent by his daughter's schools Mm. uh, that were completely vague the lawyer added you know and uh, mr platt didn't know uh, he'd been punished or fined for taking his daughter on the trip. Mm. Mr. Platt was allowed to avoid paying the bill. However, he did rack up approximately thirty thousand plus two hundred thousand wow. in fees to the taxpayer. Mm. I, I I don't know how that was done. Mm. But uh, speaking on the court steps after the ruling, he said, "Every unauthorized absence, including being a minute late to school, is now a criminal offense."
2: See this 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 is see there's there's two two sides of the story here yeah. on the one hand you know like we were saying if if it's a common factor that just because the child has uh, an issue or yeah. has an attitude where they, they they don't think education is important mm. the parents back that up by thinking yeah. oh you know just get to school whenever we don't yeah. really care that reinforces a lot of negativity in the child mm. thinking that education is not important therefore mm. sometimes you know disrespecting the, the rules and regulations you know that that that's that's one side of it. Mm. The other side of it, like we were saying, he's like, look, look. If this child has been in school on time, he's a good student, yeah. and they have got genuine. I'm not saying go yeah, for a holiday. Yeah, you, you uh, can't a
1: little, set a rule, it's One rule for everybody, yeah, right? It's that's just that's not fair.
2: Exactly, uh, like we were saying, you know, education in, in Islam mm. is very, very important. Uh, we do have an audio clip, um, which was a, a part of a speech delivered by His Holiness Hazar Mirza Masroor May Allah Be His at UNESCO headquarters in Paris. And this is what he had to say about uh, education. Another allegation
7: levelled against Islam by certain critics is that it is a backward and archaic religion or one that does not promote intellectual advancement. This is a lazy stereotype that is based on fiction rather than fact. It is a baseless allegation. The Holy Quran itself has signified the importance of education by teaching the prayer the O my Lord increase me in knowledge. Where this prayer is a source of great help to Muslims it also inspires them towards learning and advancing the cause of Human knowledge. The truth is that the Holy Quran and the teachings of the Holy Prophet of Islam, peace be upon him, inspired the works of generations of Muslims intellectuals, philosophers, and inventors in the Middle Ages. Indeed, if we look back more than a million millennium, we see how Muslims scientists and inventors played a fundamental role in advancing knowledge and developing technologies which transformed the world and remain in use today. For example, the first ever camera was developed by Ibn Hatham and his evolutionary work was recognized by UNESCO when he was declared as pioneer of modern optics. It is also interesting to note that the word camera is derived from the Arabic word camera in the 12th century a muslim cartographer produced most extensive and accurate world map of the medieval times which was used for centuries by travelers furthermore in the field of medicine many muslim physicians and scientists made great discoveries and pioneered many inventions that remain in use today many of the surgical instruments were pioneered by muslim physicians a uh, muslim physician al-zahrawi in the 10th century in the 17th century an english physician william harvey famously carried out what was considered as groundbreaking research regarding blood circulation and the functioning of the heart. However, it was later discovered that more than 400 years before, before Harvey's research, Ibn Nafis, an Arab physician, had already detailed the basic of pulmonary circulation in an Arabic textbook. In the ninth century, Jabir ibn Hayyan brought about revolution in the field of chemistry. He invented many of the basic processes and apparatus still in uh, use today. The principle of algebra was first developed by a Muslim as was much of the theory of trigonometry. In the modern world, algorithms are the basis of modern computing technology and they too were first developed by Muslims. The contribution of Muslims to intellectual enlightenment is still recognized. For example, a New York Times article published by their science reporter, Dennis Overby mentions the role of Muslims uh, Muslim polymath Al-Tusi. The author states Al-Tusi established uh, Al-Tusi published many great works on astronomy, ethics, mathematics, and philosophy, marketing him as one of the great intellectuals of his age, uh, marking him as one of the great intellectuals of his age. <coughs> he states. Muslims created a society that in the Middle Ages was the scientific center of the world. The Arabic language was synonymous with learning learning and science for 500 years. A golden age that can among its credits for the precursors to modern universities, hence, from the outset, Islam emphasized the, the immense value of learning and pushing
2: the boundaries of human knowledge. So, those were the wise words of the, our caliph, our beloved caliph Hazrat Mirza Masood R.A. be his helper, who is giving you know some valuable um, information and insight into contribution that Mm. um, Muslims can make and uh, an importance of education and you know like we were discussing off air as well you know it's it's, if there's a genuine emergency then fine but I think if it comes too commonplace where again whoever is um, who's uh, responsible for that child has no um, Mm. genuine interest or you know has a lack of interest Mm. doesn't really see the importance of education doesn't see the the child will also feel that, I think. Yeah. And also, then, you know, they'll just start truncing and they'll uh, be absent for no reason, you know, mm. unfortunately. And I think that's where, you know, then the school has a right to say, where, where we find you. And I think that again pushes it back on the parents say, look, mm. your child's absent, mm. you can get penalized. Yeah. And, uh, you know, yeah that's is, why
1: you know the topics are two the two topics we have today are quite yeah, linked together yeah, as well exactly yeah. that is is the parent's responsibility at the end of the day as well yeah. for example this um mr platt guy uh, mm-hmm. he you know it was his responsibility as well yes being the parent
2: and the thing is that going to just briefly into that mm. particular story you know the you went they went to disney i mean mm. Disney's not going anywhere It's always going to be there yeah and I think I, I understand I can understand the point of view where some people might say, Okay, it's cheaper to go outside of time but listen, there's no reason why
1: No, it's cheaper to go inside of time.
2: Yeah, sorry, that's what I mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Excuse me, yeah. Mm. So 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 the thing is there's no reason and there's no excuse for not then saying, Okay, fine, you might not have mm. be rich or mm. something, but then save up and then go. No, but it's mm.
1: sometimes it is Quite difficult, you know. It mm. can be the difference of hundreds of pounds, it is. which, which you know, even if after they've saved up, they mm. can only save up that much, and yes. you know, you have to. That's why it has to be a case to case basis. Mm. You can't. You know, it's, that's yeah. that's
2: that's a really good point because I, I was there's one of the people that I visit uh, mm. an elderly person, and, and they were telling me how back in the day, as a single parent, they had to mm. save up not for months they had to save up for years yeah. in order to take the, their children on a nice holiday yeah. to Florida Disneyland right mm. and imagine you that was one It's a single parent mm. two was like years and years and years ago mm. I'm talking about 20 30 years ago mm. when the children were small and, and
1: when the price was not considerably cheaper
2: yeah considerably cheaper
1: even though uh, they, their standards it must have been high but you know it, the inflation well, rates it. weren't as oh, yes.
2: much obviously exactly but then to to, to have the responsibility mm. of bringing up three four children by mm. yourself mm. paying all the bills yeah yeah and and now imagine that scenario nowadays if you're a single parent mm. and you're trying to find work and you you know trying to pay the bills never mind you know just that it's going to take you I think a substantial amount of time to save up but again like we said. You know, things have to be used with wisdom. And we hope that the, the schools and colleges and universities use a bit of wisdom and say, "Look, you know, this is not a, a common occurrence. Mm. It happens only now and again. Yeah. So then we can give a bit of leeway. You know, just to give fines, like the Mister Platt said, mm-hmm. even for being one minute late, that I, I think is unreasonable. Mm. One minute, it's, it's not. I don't think it's a big. If it's, it's like half an hour, then you know, yeah. again, the school, schools, colleges, mm. whatever, need to find mm-hmm. out why. Mm. At least make a bit of effort on their part as well. Mm. Why is that child late? So that's it.
1: Mm. Definitely. Yes. And you know, mm. where are those fines going to go to? That's <laughs> why I want to know.
2: <laughs> yeah, To, to the uh, school uh, to, uh, teacher's party. <laughs> no, no. But the thing is, the <laughs> no, thing, thing is, yeah, exactly. I think the thing should is, be
1: put to at least a good... Um,
2: yes. I think the thing is, what's important is, you know, mm. being a teacher, is it's, it's, you know, if you ever had to have taught a class of any kind you know whether mm. it be your siblings or friends or family or you know you know, young people yeah, mm. this amount of work you need to do in preparation for that is, is, is quite you know, it can be quite substantial yeah. so I understand you know when a teacher makes a lot of effort you know mm. they go and even in the holidays they're working in preparation for the next term Yeah. you know they're marking work and stuff so that's why I say hats off to teachers and mm. uh, you know may may allow the Almighty guide our, our children guide all the children of the world and protect them as well and uh, let's hope that teachers and uh, educators are use their wisdom as well yeah you know, to 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 look after children equally and properly mm. I mean <laughs>
1: um, um so um mm. you know as we we will believe that um especially us being Muslims, we will be Allah the Almighty, the source of all knowledge. Yes, And you know, Prophets are favored with special knowledge from Him. Revelation is direct knowledge from Allah the Almighty given to those who are chosen by Him. And this kind of knowledge is free from error or doubt, although its meaning may remain hidden for a time. This can be seen when the Prophet of Islam, peace and blessings of Allah be upon him, established an excellent education system through which intellectual standards of that society were raised. You know, his um, uh, the Holy Prophet, peace and blessings of Allah be upon him, offered to release those prisoners of war who were literate on condition they first taught illiterate members of society how to read and write. In this way, many centuries ago, the Prophet of Islam, peace and blessings of Allah be upon him, established a very successful model for the rehabilitation and reintegration into society of prisoners, which benefited society at large. And, you know, we see these examples, mm. you know, time and time again, um, and uh, you know, we, we there's a very you know comprehensive prayer in the Holy Quran as well. The Rabbi the Ilma that Oh my Lord, increase me in my yes, knowledge. Yes. And you know, um, also special measures were put in place to provide education to orphans and uh, other vulnerable members of society. This was also done uh, that the weak and powerless could mm. stand on their own two feet and advance. And you know, especially in regards to orphans. Mm. Um, you know the Holy Prophet um, had a great love for orphans himself you know um, being one himself mm. at a very young age you know he lost his parents that's right um, he said uh, you know on the day of judgment um, there is a, a saying of the Holy Prophet peace be upon him mm. that on the day of judgment mm. you know someone um, who you know looked after an orphan or was an orphan they will we will be we will be side by side basically yes
2: no, so, exactly yeah it is, it's very important you know um um you know the, the, the founder of the Muslim community, the promised Messiah upon whom be peace said that guidance and upbringing, upbringing talking about children in essence is in the hands of God. Hmm. Nagging incessantly and persisting on a matter beyond reasonable bounds, i.e. to prohibit and rebuke children on every little thing demonstrates that we are as if the masters of guidance and will will be able to bring our children on the path that accords with our own will. This is a hidden form of associating partners with God known as Sheikh. Hmm. Uh, my community ought to refrain from such a practice. So this was a quote I had about the promised Messiah, peace be, upon whom we peace, excuse me, yeah. the founder of the Muslim community. Hmm. He also goes to say in one of his writings that any teacher in our school who has the habit of hitting children and does not refrain from this inappropriate action should be d- dismissed immediately. So this is you know, hmm. sometimes a, a commonplace. Uh, I'm not sure if it is nowadays, but definitely years ago that was a common practice. You yeah. know, the cane. Well, that's I remember when yeah. I was in school in Mauritius hmm. <laughs> as a child. That, yeah, this go back years ago. They they did use the cane, uh, so mm-hmm. that was a uh, not not a happy time. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> but we even I learned yeah. very quickly though. Even
1: in like my primary school back in uh, Pakistan, even yeah. there, you know, they used like a ruler or something sometimes. Yes. Yes.
2: Oh, yeah.
1: is it? and they used to have like some they used to have weird punishments
2: yes exactly right dear listeners we hope that you've uh, enjoyed uh, today's show we do apologize for any uh, shortcomings may Allah you know, uh, forgive us for our shortcomings we hope that you enjoyed the show yeah, yeah. Uh, this uh, show was produced by uh, Muneeb Mirza and our researchers are um, Maria Sheikh Nawira Khan Rameen Masood Maruchala Ahmed Namud, so please remember all of them in praise and please also remember our tech support who's been supporting us this morning uh mr asadullah of course i want to thank uh our listeners for you know in, uh, tuning into the show today and of course thank you to um brother mohammed Atar, may Allah bless you as always a pleasure co-presenting this morning tomorrow's show uh thursday 7th of july that we talking about a world war ii veteran who had no family is remembered by hundreds and also the the will be followed by a second topic which is who is dependent on whom influencers versus followers so those are two other very important uh and interesting topics which will, shall be presented here at the breakfast show tomorrow morning uh at the voice of islam um if you have any questions, comments, or feedback, please do give us a ring. If you'd like us to talk about anything else, please do give us a ring. Uh, until the next time, may the peace and blessings of Allah be upon you. Asalaamu Alaikum.